Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I am one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. And on the webs this time, I got my mans here from Spawn on Me, Khalif Adams. How the fuck are you doing? Fam, <laughs> I am so hyped to get down with you right now. I know Ooh. when you hit me up, you were like, yo, Kai, I got this I got this horror podcast I'm starting. I'm trying to make this thing dope. And I Man. was like, wait, did you not know that I'm a huge horror fan? Like, we need to make <laughs> this get down for real, for real. Uh, oh, so I'm, I'm truly blessed and, and, and honored to have uh, to be here uh, and rocking with you. Man, I, I'm blessed, man. I, I appreciate you coming on on here, rocking with us. This is going to be a, a really good time. I wish my folks could have been here today uh, to kind of rock with you too. My boy David and my boy Freddie. I mean, they're they're out there, but uh, they actually had some other things that they need to take care of today. What? They but they leaving me? I, how you how you not gonna come? Bro, through, how they gonna leave you high and dry man. like that? All right, I was like, I'll see right, y'all. I'll, I'll, like, I'll take care of it then. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but uh, I mean, thank you so much, man. I, I really, truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, but let me go ahead and finish up this intro before people cancel me out. <laughs> we are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with a K. By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. All right, man. So once again, thank you for doing this uh, with me. This is uh, an absolute blast. I got a couple of questions. Well, more than a couple. (laughs) I got a few questions for you uh, that I would love to jump into. Uh, First things first, like what got you into horror and what what made you say like, oh yeah, this is my genre right here? So horror was a really interesting thing for me because um, I remember being very, very young and horror has been a part of my life for a long time. I'm, I'm, I turned 41 this year, uh, okay. and I remember very distinctly the first time I got to see something that was super, super scary. Right. Um, and it was not had nothing to do with films. I remember it, uh, if you ever remember the movie Big uh, with Tom. Oh my gosh! With Tom yeah, Hanks. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> so, so the end sequence of that movie oh, terrifying. <laughs> was where he was out on the boardwalk of a, an amusement park and he right. was going to go see the Zoltan, uh, the Zoltar uh, machine and then give that last little like uh, he got his last like wish from it or had his right. last thing. So that place that that took uh, the scene where that took place was called Rye Playland in Rye, New York. I'm from the okay. Bronx. I didn't. We were we were broke, so we couldn't go to Great Adventures, which was out in Jersey. Yeah. So we would go to Rye Playland to go <laughs> uh, to go hang out and do like our amusement park thing. Uh, right. The first place I got to see something scary was in Rye Playland. They had their uh, they had this really terrible uh, amusement park ride that was like their haunted house. 
And okay. I remember going through it, and it was mad cheap. It was super cheap. It was rickety. <laughs> it was it was super dirty. Oh, those uh, are the best guys. And I and I closed my eyes to the whole thing, but all you could hear was the sounds of danger around you. Sure. So I right. remember being amazingly scared, and I remember that being the first time of having that feeling of losing control and not being able to like block things out and like make sure your body was safe. Right. So fast forward like a couple of years, and my uncle was the actual introduction to horror for me because he used to scare the shit out of me all the time um, <laughs> in, in non-movie formats. But he yep. was the person who showed me the first horror flick that I ever saw, which was A Nightmare on Elm Street. So oh, shit. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street was the first, I believe, was the first horror movie I actually ever sat through and watched. And mind you, I was way too young to be watching half of this stuff. I was 100%. way too young. I that, was that's like, typically how it starts, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was like, if people would have known about this stuff now, Child Protective Services would have came and got me uh, and would have snatched me up because they were like, "Yo, why are you showing this kid these terrible things this early?" But I remember the the image of, of Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. being so burned into my memory and burned into my mind that that was both this weird kind of like. Um, uh, feeling of being scared, but also this feeling of it kind of being intoxicating of saying, wow, this energy that you get when you're scared is right. kind of dope, right? It's kind of like, oh, right. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to really like react to it, but I know I don't like it, but I also do like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I totally get that. Yeah. 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 So that was the first movie that I actually saw that was a horror flick that I remember specifically being like, oh, this was supposed to scare me and it worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Oh man, that that's actually that's crazy that you say that. Nightmare on Elm Street is is definitely one of my favorite, I guess, uh, a series from Wes Craven or in general. To be honest, like I, I will prefer to watch Freddy versus uh, Michael Myers or Jason. Yep. Um, but that oh man, I totally get that. Like you're just like it's kind of one of those things where it's just you're scared. But to the point where you're just like, I kind of need to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) An interesting thing about Freddy, and this is a thing I didn't really think about until literally this moment. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking that Freddy was black back in the day. Sure. And the reason I believe believe that Freddy was black because he was cooler than all the other horror dudes. Like, oh think man, of, he was so dope. Because that was the thing is like you're, I am exactly with you. Where like if there was somebody I would pick between Freddie, Jason, and Michael Myers, it was always Freddie because Freddie was kind of hip. Like Freddie right. would talk shit to you before he killed you. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? So I always, I always kind of remembered. <laughs> I was like, Yo, Freddie's got like Freddie has swag. You know what I mean? Like Freddie was kind of like the, the the chill horror dude who right. used to fuck you up and kill you in your sleep. <laughs> so yeah, I always kind of remembered him. I was like, "Yo, Freddie has to be black." I, and then I found out he wasn't black, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> oh, god damn it! Yeah, see, it, it, it's interesting too that you say that because I even thought the same thing. And um, when I saw like Spawn, for mm. example, like that was kind of that was kind of like a black version of Freddy Krueger for me, where uh, he was all burnt up and uh, and he could actually talk. Yep. Like that was that was the best part about Freddy is that he would talk. Like we didn't get another talking, I guess, villain or uh, horror icon until probably Hellraiser or mm. Child's Play. Yeah. Um. But 
like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like Leatherface never talked. He screamed. Right. <laughs> he screamed a lot. <laughs> but he didn't really talk. Right. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's that same kind of concept, right, th- that is so unique mm-hmm. that made Freddy Krueger uh, very different and kind of lovable yeah. in a way. Like, yeah. it, it was, it's... Man, I mean, big ups to Freddy, and that that's something I've been a huge advocate of trying to get rebooted for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Years. Oh, man. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, if that ever comes to fruition. But Shout out to yeah, Robert Freddy- England, man. Robert England was, oh, was such a – he's such an icon in this space, man. Oh, he's, God. He brought so much to that character, and it was it was great to see him. So much personality. Yeah, just like embrace it and, and, and get into it and, and just like love his character in it. It was so good. Right. He became Freddy. Mm-hmm. Like it, Robert England became Freddy very early on, and the – the concept of seeing him even in like new nightmare which was the sixth installment i think um you 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 got to see robert england and then you got to see freddie mm-hmm. and that was just such a dope meta experience seeing robert england playing robert england and still getting terrorized <laughs> by freddie which is also robert england i was like this is he is so good like people don't understand like this <laughs> the baddest bro like he's just too good yeah man I, I mean i love i love all his work and i would love to see him repress the role and just do like one last hurrah mm. of freddy krueger I, I would love to see it i want to see man, freddy freddy uh freddy doing his thing getting his social security check because he's old <laughs> yeah. doing his thing talking to like somebody yeah, roll up on SSI. him be like, okay boomer i see you <laughs> Boomer Freddy would be real dope, actually. Oh, Boomer Freddy would be the best. Like it's just like I just like picture him just like with the fedora and the and like the the Ray Bans Wayfarers and and just coming down the street, <laughs> like not caring at all, not a care in the world. Oh man, uh, but dope, dope, dope. So so would you say that Freddy or excuse me, Nightmare on Elm Street is one of your favorite horror movies, or do you have like uh, a more current one or even more of a latter one? I, yeah, I have a bunch of favorites. Um, I think my Give me your top five. My top five would be yeah. number. Well, okay, let me see. What's the what's the reverse order? Um, so, ooh, no, reverse that's a hard order. Question. Yeah, <laughs> um, Candyman. Well, let me do my ooh. top five because I it's hard to rank them. I will say if it's there hard is to a rank number them. one, don't need to rank them. If there is a number one, it is the Creep Show series. If there's a number the new one, series or the 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 old uh, one, the old one, the old one, the old one, the George Romero, Stephen King, Stephen King, oh my like gosh. if there is if there is a number one, it is that one. Then within that grouping, there are different ones because they're for different reasons. So like, um, sure, Candyman because it, again it was like black horror personified. It was fantastic right. to be able to see that be a thing. Um, Child's Play. Of course, was really good. I still randomly will so say, Dewey Dem Dembella, give me the power. I, I beg of you <laughs> randomly in the street for some shit. Like, I did that, that shit to amazing. my wife. And she's like, Why are you saying this to me? Why are you trying to like, take my soul <laughs> and put it in a, in, into the body of a small doll? Um, uh, one, a deep cut that people don't talk about a lot is Day of the Dead. Oh, um, because I'm a huge. Yeah, because uh, oh, oh wait, is it that one? Or is it the no? Oh, it's the, no, 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 that's Night of the Dead. I'm excuse me. It's the '80s one. 
The 80s, yeah. Oh, Is man. the 80s one. The elevator because, scene? Yes. <laughs> yes. The elevator scene was so good. And I was like, I was oh. really, I was fairly young when I, when I saw that. Mm-hmm. And it gave me my love for practical effects, which was a thing that I, people just really don't understand how amazing practical effects are. I'll tell you my right. Tom Savini story uh, at some point. Oh. Oh shit! All right, I, yeah, I'm met, excited for that. It's a, it's a super weird, and it's connected to video games, which is super weird. What? Um, oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that one, and then Pet Cemetery is one of my favorites because uh, they just drop so many dope lines in that joint. The ground is sour, like that joint is just. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, oh it's fuck. so just good. that whole that that whole sequence in in that movie, like it, when it ramps up, it ramps. Uh, oh, <laughs> yo! They they don't wow. They oh, wow man. out in that movie. It's just like okay, oh, we, or we're now, Gage oh. was perfect too. Like I mean, granted, oh. sure, it was a little kid who was making a meanie face, but at the same time, right? He still he nailed that role. It was crazy. So like, like I had so my wife had never him. seen it. My wife, okay. my wife is not a horror fan at all. She's like she gets nightmares. Neither is mine. <laughs> she gets nightmares really easy. So I was like, hey, we're high. Let's go look at Pet, Pet Cemetery, <laughs> and maybe it'll make you chilled out because you don't, cause, you know, I don't want you to be freaked out. And yeah. that one scene at the end with Gage where he's like, no fair. Oh, my oh god. my god! It's so good. It Get is goosebumps thinking about so it. So good. So so good, um, and then of course Hellraiser, the early Hellraiser movies are, oh, are in there. Clive yeah. Barker like killed all that stuff. Um, Amazing, and then again, there's like, and that's just like the kind of I, I call it, I quote unquote straight horror, right? That right. doesn't even go into gore gore stuff, which is my favorite, right, exactly. my favorite genre. So it's like Event Horizon, uh, hostile hostel wow. movies. Hit him hard with Event Horizon. Oh, Event Horizon is the shit. <laughs> Hit him hard. Event Horizon is the shit. People, people. That's the, that, oh my god. Oh, that's a movie that I definitely want to put on our list uh, when we have our Gore Month. Um, because that that's how we kind of break these down. We break these down monthly uh, to initially like. Uh, I, I guess show what, what we care about for the whole month. Absolutely. Like November was all uh, the paranormal stuff. Mm. December was all Christmas horror films, which my boy David has never seen. And oh. he's just like, he's loving it. He like, we, I had him watch Better Watch Out. Oh, um, yes. I had him watch Krampus. He, yes. and, and also Black Christmas 1974 and 2006. Oh, so, yes. it, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you hit, you hit it with some good ones. That's the, that's, oh, that's yeah. A, that's good list so so there's a lot of different like i have a lot of my faves in that and that's not even talking about the like super goofy horror stuff that's in there too right of course like you know cheesy killer killer clowns from outer space oh my god don't even get me started that's one of my favorite and goblin (laughs) goblin one and two oh so there's a there's a lot of critters critters oh my god the (laughs) gate all that stuff like all those things are look like in there and and amazingly good Oh, that's awesome! Now, you said you were you were pretty much into more of like the torture porn kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what What is it about that genre that attracts you to it? Because I know that's a that's a genre that a lot of people like to keep under wraps and are a little afraid to talk about. Yeah, like I, I mean it. It's one of those things that when you when you say it out loud, people side eye you real fast. They're like, "Yo, who hurt sure. you?" Is that right. like, it's like, "Yo, what did you like? Well, like, did you have some issues that you needed to share?" And, and right, and the answer is probably. 
Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Like, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, who knows? Like, you don't, I mean, it's hard sometimes to know why you like a thing or why you don't like a thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always had a, a weird fascination with death anyway. Like, I've always had uh, a thing where I was just like, death is a thing that we don't talk about as humans at all, really, until either it's coming at you really quickly or it's too late. Yeah. Right. Um, and people don't examine their relationships to death. In real ways, unless, again, you've been in places like, you know, I grew up in the hood. I've seen people die. I've seen people, exactly. you know, you've, you've heard people die. Uh, you've heard about people dying uh, yep. in, in your neighborhood and stuff like that. So you just like death isn't a thing that is foreign, sadly, uh, to to that experience. 100 percent. And, and, and like, a, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, My bad. My bad. I was just going to say and, and like even that reminds me a lot of myself because I also grew up in the hood mm-hmm. and I grew up in San Francisco and um, I grew up in a, in a place called Hunter's Point mm-hmm. and that that whole same concept for me was just like I kind of in a way grew up around death and like it, it sucks to say something like that and uh, and I have mad respect for people who feel like they made it even if they didn't leave the hood they just felt like they made it they still doing something and they they're still trying to make a name for themselves and and stuff like that and honestly horror movies helped me a lot to mm-hmm. cope with that that was my coping mechanism where it's just like like this was this was my escapism of being able to let my hair down and be free and watch this insane person get mutilated yeah. like it's just like <laughs> like I and I don't know why it's cathartic but it is yeah. like it's just something that's real cathartic for us yeah and it's and I'm I'm happy to hear you say that too cuz one that makes me feel like I'm not alone um, no you're definitely not definitely it, not alone and it, and it is a really weird thing i remember tweeting out like some weeks ago i was having a shitty shitty week and i was like i need to go mm-hmm. watch i was like i need to go watch saw 2 <laughs> and people were like, why do you want, like, what? Like, why would you want to go watch something like that to make you, quote unquote, feel better? Oh, and I think that feels great. Yeah. And I think to a certain extent, it is like there are parts of the black experience in America and around and around the globe where it's all about perspective. Right. Right. And it's like sometimes you just understand that it's like this person that's going through this really terrible thing in this movie is getting something a million times worse than what I could be getting. And it kind of, and it's a weird like transfer of power in some weird way right. to be like, here, well, you, you can hold this for a minute and I don't have right. to hold this for a minute. Exactly. And, and sometimes that catharsis is really, really nice to be able to have. And it, and it winds up being sadly to say a lot, of, a lot of young, pretty white people who wind up getting <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's also, but it's also one of those things too, where it's just like, the 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 stereotypes that go along with blackness too when it comes to horror are really interesting right right like there is the whole trope about like black people like if you made it through the 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 title sequence as a black person in a horror movie you won the game yeah right so it's that oh trope my God. Right? it's that trope right <laughs> and then you have the other tropes that are like the young the young pretty tall white girl will trip and fall right Mm-hmm. And it's also like in between that spectrum, you have the conversation about like, what would you do as a black person in this moment? And yep. 95% of the time, it's like, I wouldn't even be in this fucking spot. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be here. I, <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't even, be in this moment. <laughs> I wouldn't be in this warehouse in the middle of the field, hanging out, waiting for the fucking aliens no. to come because I'm black I and I know like better. Because I'm black and I know better. Like, why the fuck would I be here? 
in this dumb shit that y'all are all <laughs> exactly. like, hey, Kai, why don't you come with us to the spring dance and we can go hang out in the cornfield? I'm like, Negro, <laughs> I don't go to the cornfield <laughs> because I know that people like me don't make it past the title sequence. I'm not exactly. going to the cornfield. Nope. Not going out there. So, no, so there's a level of catharsis in that too, right? Where it's like society tells you all the time that like, you will fall for the dumbest thing and you will be privy to the dumbest thing and be connected to some of the stuff because of the way you've been brought up or the way that you've yep. been, the way that you've been taught or, you know, you're not just, you're not supposed to be as smart as everybody else. I was like, yeah, because our radars are just better. Like we can 100%. see and feel and understand things because our coping mechanisms just give us the power to just do that. If there was an exactly. X-Men, uh, if there was a mutant <laughs> factor for dumb shit, we would have it. And we, we would understand that we don't deal with dumb shit as, as much as other people do. So it's like it is that catharsis of like uh, bringing it back to the actual question of, mm-hmm. you know, gore porn stuff is very much like a perspective check. And it is the right. most ultimate perspective check, and it is fanciful, and it's kind of stupid. And, of course, it's like, who's going to, you know, Scandinavia to go get chopped up in, in some weird uh, uh, murder basement? But right. it does give you that perspective to be like, yo, I would do that, and I know that that's a bad thing, and I understand that those people right now are going to get it worse than I could ever get it, and that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that is, that is a, a part of that, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I... I totally understand exactly where you're coming from because I, I know like the torture porn face has never bothered me it's definitely not a, one of my favorite ones to watch but right. it's never bothered me i can handle them just fine and like i i feel i feel good when i watch them too like mm-hmm. i mean it's just like after i'm done watching one of them i just feel like man i overcame that mm-hmm. like that was that was something i overcame and watching saw for the first time in 2004 like that was that was nuts for me. That was the movie but, but back when I was in high school. That was the movie that was just like, I dare you to watch Saw. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, bro, I watched that like six times over. Like, that's nothing for me. Give me another challenge. Here's my question for you <laughs> mm-hmm. is at this point, because we are horror aficionados. Right. It's really hard to scare us now, right? <sighs> Very. It's so hard. <laughs> and I feel bad Very. because you see stuff. And you're just like, oh, this is nothing compared to Human Centipede 1 and 2. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, this is nothing. I've seen some shit late at night that, oh, that you couldn't even believe. Like, right. So is, isn't, it, isn't it so much harder now to try to get over that hump to get your actual, like, fix? It is. And and now I just watch it for the, the fact that they're now making good horror movies. Yeah. Like, horror movies that can stand up in an Oscars nomination. Um where it's just like, okay, I appreciate every horror film, bad, good, fantastic. Like I, I appreciate every single horror film because that that helps someone uh, get into the genre a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I love about this community and the fact that horror has the most subgenres out of any type of movie category Mm -hmm. it's like you can have so you can have dark comedy which still gets placed in the horror category Mm -hmm. you could have uh suspense and mystery you could have thrillers you could have uh your gore torture porns you can have uh neo-noirs it's just it's so many different types of movies that you can just chuck into the horror category uh or the genre category but um being being a, a being a black kid and growing up 
looking at horror movies and seeing those tropes of uh, a person of color on on that silver screen where you had uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and Scream, right? Mm. Like like how she died in the movie theater um, because she was because like everybody was dressed up as uh, Ghostface. And mm-hmm. she ended up getting stabbed and dies in the front of the actual screen, and it's just like, damn, like I, I want her, to, I want her to be how she was in Demon Night, like the right, like, 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 just shit like that is just like you don't have to put a person of color in that trope at all, but we typically do see them in, not luckily not as much now, but you did see them as as uh, the the person who either was the sacrificial friend yep. where it's just like, Oh no, I'm going to go ahead and sacrifice myself for my friend who is white and <laughs> so on and so forth. <laughs> and it's just like, all right. I mean, you didn't have to, but <laughs> which, they which we fine. also know would never happen. <laughs> no, this is like, like, yo, like, sorry, Becky, look, like shit. <laughs> look, I, the, the, the funny, the funniest part about seeing horror tropes, especially when it has to do with race, is that is 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 watching so them with obvious. yeah it's like watching them with with people who don't oh who don't gosh. understand it stuff oh man so it's always better so like my wife my, my wife is white so and, is mine and, and, she, and she's super and she's like super tall and lanky and uh she's kind of clumsy and so we'll watch horror movies and i'm like look that's you right there you're about to die I'm like, it's like, you see you right there trying to run and try to make that train. I would definitely trip you. I'm just like, you gotta, I gotta, I got, we have to make sure that we live because we never get to live. That's true. But it's one of those things. It's one of those things. It is. 100%. And and even if you take, even if you take Candyman, right? Like that was yet another trope where you had, you had two of them, right? You had. You had the black man uh, being the horror icon, which uh, Tony Todd, mm. uh, fantastic as Candyman, right? I mean, he did the the, the be my victim, like it yes. was just it is so good, and like how how deep his voice is and the way it reverberates uh, when he was uh, I want to say her name was Claire, but I'm blanking out on it. Mm. But when he's uh, talking to her, but yet her best friend is the black girl who dies, yep. and it's just like. She was a sacrificial black friend, and it's just like, damn, man. But um, it's funny because like some of my friends were just like, well, well, Prince, like you, you didn't really help me. I mean, you're you're married to a white woman. I'm like, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm helping the gap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. I'm helping in racism. <laughs> we have we have no discussions about all the all the horror tropes. Like those things exactly. work. You know what yeah, I mean? I think this, that stuff this pushes this it works. forward. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. It definitely does. Like George A. Romero uh, in 1968 doing his first uh, zombie movie with a black lead. Mm-hmm. Like that was huge. Mm-hmm. Like we've never s- truly seen that before until like Star Trek. Like we, that was like a big deal for that community. Oh yeah. Our community. Um, but th- this, this brings me to like, uh, I guess a question of how do you feel about get out? Ooh, get out. Oh man. So get out was, it was interesting because I think at that point, my wife and I had been together for at least five or like five to seven years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And 
it was it was good to see her reaction while we watched it because for me i was like well this is this is uh, uh guess who's coming to dinner but with horror right right yeah 100 so it's like you know getting to see her reaction to mm-hmm. the end sequences and the like uh the slave auction sequence and the right. and and stuff like that was amazingly cool because it's like again those conversations don't get surfaced unless mm-hmm. there is a catalyst right and that catalyst 100%. was the movie and being able to see and I, like when we saw the the trailer for it i was like you did, did things like i tapped her shoulder i was like yo we gotta go see this <laughs> we gotta we gotta see this because because I, I didn't one I didn't know uh, Jordan Peele's pedigree yet like we no one really right. knew if he was gonna kill it right yeah but I the, mean it was his freshman film right right but the premise was something that every black person who's ever been in an interracial relationship we've seen it before yeah, right like, like <laughs> or or you just go to your white friend's house. And, right. and you know what I mean? Like, hey, we're going to go do homework. And you're like, yeah, you get this vibe as soon as you walk in the room of being like, oh, that's your Different. friend. Oh, yeah. so it's like that kind of stuff. I mean, I feel like Get Out was was so well done. Mm-hmm. Because it just mixed so many different things together, so many different ideas around interracial relationships and racism mm-hmm. and police police brutality and, yep. you know, uh, black friendship. And like there's so many different versions of uh, of ideas that you could pluck from that and then make a whole other movie from. 100%. That that Jordan like he he killed that thing. Like it was it was one of those things that again like when I'm sure that you you and I both when we had an idea of like what we wanted hard to kind of look like from a black person. Mm-hmm. And like that was it. That was it. Like it was like the <laughs> full representation of like it brings together hip hop, it brings together all these conversations, it brings together you know a, a sense and a vibe and I feel like that's the thing that um was always missing from the space. It was kind of in there with Tales from the Crypt and uh and, and also uh, Tales from the Hood and yeah. and even back in the day with Blackula and all that stuff, like all those right. things. Ganja and Hess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like all yeah. those all those pieces kind of came together, but it was never it was never hip right. in a contemporary way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that was the thing. Like, you know, the close thing was Tales from the Hood and that and that was kind of campy. And it was mm-hmm. good that it was campy because it was a nice campy movie to have, but but like having some yeah, but like having something like Get Out be the thing that left you sitting at the end of the movie was fantastic. So the dope thing was like I saw that here in Portland, Oregon. Oh shit! Okay, so because I had moved out to Portland, Oregon like five years ago, it was almost right. almost six at this point. So like Get Out, Get oh, Out. Man. So Get Out was was there. Yeah, and it was really interesting to see a movie like that in front of a mostly white audience, who had no fucking clue how to react to any of the shit that was in that movie. Oh man, it's a blessing and a curse because yeah. there are movies that you want to see around black folk because right. yeah, we talk to the screen, we do all stuff, blah blah blah, right? Yeah, exactly. People, people, people beef about that. I'm like, wait till you move somewhere where that doesn't happen, then you get real sad and you miss it. Oh, for real. So like, seeing and watching that audience absorb the imagery and the ideas that were being portrayed added this whole other level of like meta to it because <laughs> people didn't know how to react to the black folks in the audience after the, after the, the lights went back up. It was like, like for me, I had someone even, 
after they watched Get Out. It, I, I used to I used to work at the Apple Store, and I I worked at the Apple Store in Burlingame, California. And Burlingame, California, already sounds like a, a very <laughs> like it, it it is a predominantly white town. And I had someone come up to me while I was working. I didn't work with this person. But they asked me, they're like, they're like, have you seen Get Out? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And they apologized to me. Oh, my God. And I'm just like. Uh, did you did I you mean, ask, like, what part? Yeah, I was just like. Was like, like what, which part are you apologizing like, what are you, for? What are you apologizing for? Was it the tea? Was it the police? Which part are you? Which part? Which was part it the was auction it? trade? Like, what was it? Like, it, it, it was so, so weird. And I was just like, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, 400 years too late, but. Uh. <laughs> but it's, it was just. It was just interesting how this movie not only uh, affected our community because it, it really I feel like this movie was made for us. But at the same time, like this was also a movie that was kind of like a, a like a wake up call for some people where it was just like, yo, like you need to realize like your actions, they they mean something. Right. And they they they, they can either be positive or they can be negative. And the beauty behind Jordan Peele's Get Out was the fact that he had these fantastic tropes that we've seen before, but flipped, which made them feel so refreshed and so different. Yeah, yeah, and he, he like, definitely nailed those parts. One hundred percent, and he 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 really was meticulous and and thorough when he actually like went to go, um, I guess do something to the audience mm-hmm. and. Like for for a perfect example, my my favorite my favorite character in this movie was actually Rose. I, I loved Rose, and the main reason why I loved her character so much is because she was shady from like step one, mm-hmm. and she she knew how to really wear that mask. And in in some ways, she reminded me of of a mixture between uh, Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers, mm. and. Just the way she stalked him mentally yeah. was so intense, and and it, it it was so it was scary. Yeah, like it it was terrifying. And like like for a perfect example, when we get the scene of the cop, right? The cop comes up. That someone called the cops. I I want to say it was Chris who probably called the cops, um, but. He lets he lets Rose know, hey, call animal control next time, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he asked for Chris's ID, right? And 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 Rose is flipping out. She's just like, what do you need to see his ID for? Blah 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 blah. And you're just like, wow, she's sticking up for him. That's mm-hmm. dope. Mm-hmm. But if you watch that movie a couple of times, then you realize it's just like, oh wait a second, she didn't really stick up for him. She didn't want that cop to know his name. Uh huh. Just in case yep. if some shit goes down in the house this weekend. She yep. knew what was going to happen. So it was just like things like that where could blow someone's mind into smithereens when you like think about it in that context. And I, I, I love Get Out. Like Get Out is definitely one of my top five horror movies of all time. Um, and just because it, it was so refreshing to see this portrayal and this story and even Jordan Peele's in an interracial uh, relationship as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you felt, I felt like that movie was made for people like us. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like not just black people, but black people who are in interracial relationships and who uh, come of a sense of understanding a, a, a secondary uh, racial premise or a racial bias or anything like that. Oh yeah, and it's just it's it's fascinating, man. I mean, fascinating. The cool thing about that, and I'm, and I'm happy you touched on that, was because like yeah. if you even think about just the historic uh, uh, connection to what that means for us as mm-hmm. as black folks right it's like white women right. were always e- white women always equal danger right right so it's like in every form of fashion white women equal danger and until very very recently there has been a loosening of the societal whatever it may be to to make that exactly not 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 dangerous but less dangerous right right uh so it's one of those things of like rose was the epitome of white woman danger in that movie and it's funny because like thinking about all the things that i was taught when i was young and for for good and for bad reasons were like you know my grandma had like the rule and she was from the deep south right she moved up to to the bronx she was like yo you can't bring a white girl home she's like she she was like you can, she can't she can't use your comb you can't bring her home that was her line <laughs> And she and she was like, yo, she was, I was like, so what if I really love her, Ma? Like, what if, what if we're, like, really in love? She was like, she could stay on the porch. And I was Damn. like, oh. And so it was like, it was Damn. just interesting. And I was like, Ma, later on, I was like, why? She was like, because white women are dangerous. Like, white mm. women don't understand the power that they wield just from being white. Right. And I was like, oh, I understand now. So you have that from, like, all of black womanhood kind right. of being the, 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 the the holders of safety for black men in that respect. Then mm-hmm. you have fast forward to the early nineties. You have all the things that happened in between all that stuff from, from forever. Then you've had right. fast forward where you have Spike Lee's jungle fever. Oh man. And that one scene of them having a play fight in the street. Oh man. Yeah. And then the cops rolling up and the being cops like, roll up on them. like, what is going on here, miss? And then you have forward, forward, forward. You have get out with not only, that cop, those cop scenes, both in the middle and the end of the movie, but then like mm-hmm. all the things that Rose is supposed to be are reflections of all those dangers that we have been taught about white women, right? Being and, and being in relationships with them or being in proximity to them in right. any form or fashion. So it was like, yeah, so many different layers to all those things that got kind of rolled up into that one very seminal movie, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, I love get out and it was so good to be able to have it was it was good to feel validated at the end of that movie that's a great way to put it which was which was a funny thing to feel because i was like i can't i don't know how you felt right after but i kind of sighed at my wife i was like yo would you yo would you (laughs) you set me up like like rose set up homeboy like every like i feel like every black dude who was with with, who's in a rich rich relationship watching that movie had a had like a split second of side eye for their for their for their uh significant other i was like "Mm, i don't know you might might get me cut up like i don't know uh but it was it was interesting to feel that feeling and then have her also feel that feeling of being like oh shit like oh this is what this does this is this what it feels like Right. Right. So that right. was a really interesting, interesting moment in time uh, for right. for the interracial couples in the world. Yeah, no, that 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 totally makes sense, because I, I had a few colleagues who've watched this movie. And uh, honestly, every person that I've talked to really enjoys this movie. But having a few colleagues and friends watch this movie that are 
of a different race is fascinating to see their perspective mm. because because granted we see it a little differently like for for example I, I feel like Jordan Pill says it best in his interviews where he says uh when uh a white person watches this movie or a person of a different different race watches this movie it feels like a horror movie mm-hmm. but when a black person watches this movie it feels like a documentary yes because yes. some of them have lived through things like this oh, and, yeah. and have felt this oppression and, and things like that. And it it's super fascinating to to see it run that way. And like I love when he when he when he explained it that way, because when I when I think of Get Out, like a, a lot of people think of it as, as kind of like like what you said earlier, uh, where it's just like, guess who's coming home for dinner or or something like that. Just a horror trope style. Mm. Um but I, I definitely pictured it as a possession movie, mm-hmm. and and most of these uh, movies that you got like with uh, uh, Roots and all that stuff growing up, like that, those were all possession movies to me. Yeah. Like I mean, they couldn't be themselves. Yeah, and that was that was such like that was a beautiful way for him to put it, and even even like what you said with your grandma and all this whole other stuff. Uh, I, I mean, she came from from time when Emmett Till was alive, right? Yeah. And the shit happened with him, and, yeah. and it's just like, like it, it, it's it's crazy to think like all this, all these layers and all these things crumble down, and they go kind of full circle to to back of how we felt in America. And to add a, add one other layer to that conversation, even when you think about how, and I'm sure you, and and I can't say I'm sure. I know yes, that for many of the folks that I have talked to who who mm-hmm. are in interracial relationships mm-hmm. or who have started to date outside of their race, there is this interesting idea around possession, right? right. This interesting idea of what did that white girl do to you? Yeah. What was yeah, the no, what was I, the I, voodoo I, she put you under yeah, that yeah, made you want to exactly. flip flip sides, right? Right. And there's an interesting part of that conversation too that plays within those tropes, right? Right. And it absolutely played itself in, in Get Out too. And it's right. it's so funny that those are the, the, the connective tissues again that we see throughout societal conversations around <clears throat> around interracial relationships and, and, mm. and race relationships and race relations um that continue to play themselves out in these really fundamentally interesting ways um so i'm happy you hit the possession part because it because there is a, a section of that that goes along with it too 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah changing gears a little bit here um a question that is very intriguing to me which is always surprisingly different for everyone mm-hmm. um but the one that the question that's in, in, intriguing to me is what is your fuck that horror movie like the horror movie where you're just like, ah, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I can't watch this. I don't know if I could deal with that. Now, you're a fan of torture porn. Yeah, it's hard. And th- that, that makes it even harder, right? Yeah, it's hard. Like the things that, <laughs> the things that skeeve me out usually have nothing to do with, like, I've seen, I don't know. It's so hard because I've seen, I feel, I feel like I, I feel like I'm about to tell you I had the thousand yard stare. <laughs> like I seen some shit, man. I seen some shit. Um, uh, let me think. Cause that's really difficult. Like I, yeah, no. there aren't a lot of things that I won't watch because I'm genuinely right. curious about how those things play themselves out. Like 
I'm the I'm the person who will will be the one who's like at the front of the line to be like, where's the most gross thing you've seen? Let me see it. Right, right. I'm like, oh, what's the most gross part of? Oh, everybody, because I remember when everybody was like, yo, did you hear about Human Centipede? Like, yo, don't go watch Human Centipede. And I, as I soon as they said it, it, I went to go get it, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, this ain't that bad. Like, this ain't that no, bad at all." That's okay. See, that was my thing. Like, my my buddies uh, who are on this podcast with me, Human Human Centipede is one of theirs, really. And I was just like, I was like, it's not that bad. It was actually kind of funny. Yeah, like, like, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not it's not as bad. But that was also uh, Cool Greg's. Like fuck that horror movie. Really? Like, he was just like I'm. I was like I can't watch that. I can watch anything. <laughs> I don't. Th- there isn't really a thing that I can't watch. They aren't like, and it's weird because I am the person who's probably in the back of the room. Like, go further, do <laughs> more stuff. <laughs> you didn't chop that person up enough. Cut him up more. I'm the Get weirdo the in the back of the room who's saying <laughs> shit like that. When everybody else is like, oh, ah, oh my god, how could they do that? And I'm like, oh, they, yeah. I wanted them to go further. Like, it's interesting that you say that because. I am I am probably one of the only people in games who will say it out loud or in the mm-hmm. games media who is like I am really excited about the future of graphical fidelity in games because mm. I want them to do more gross shit in games. Yeah. Like I no, want I completely agree with that. I'm I'm one of those weird people. So like when I'm looking at stuff like Mortal Kombat 11 I want them to go further. Like people are like, don't do oh, this is gross. This is like over the top. I'm like, the technology we have now to do more. <laughs> I'm like, it is go there. further. I like there was a really I'm sorry I brought it to games, but it, really quick. There no, was no, a, no, you're good. There was yeah, this I'm, one, I'm gamer too. I get it. <laughs> there was this one this is one article that came out a couple years ago that talked about right around when Mortal Kombat eleven came out. Mm-hmm. And they talked about uh, the designers and the developers having to watch a lot of brutal shit to mm. be able to kind of like fully get the way fatalities were going to work and all that stuff. And right. we had lots of people in the in the, the industry being like, this is what happens when people have to go through <laughs> torturous stuff for their job. And, da, 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 and we need to make sure that everybody's better and blah, 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 and give them therapy. Right, yeah. Mental yes. health. <laughs> yes, mental health is extremely important. Yes, 100%. people should be able to get away from all that stuff when they need to because it is gross and terrible. Uh, yeah, but I agree. You can also hire my ass. I'll do that shit. <laughs> you can hire me. I'll do it. I'll do it happily. I will be up in there looking at all that terrible shit because then I don't have to feel bad about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't have to go back and be like sneak behind the dumpster and go look at all the terrible shit in the world and be like, oh, God, right. this is fucked up and gross. Um, but like there is a layer of like, when it goes back to the conversation of like, what's the thing you can't look at? There isn't anything really. Like I've, right. I've seen some sites that I will not name, but I've, I've gone <laughs> in deep places in the internet just to be able to see. Oh man, I have some of this, some of this stuff because <laughs> yeah. there is a fascination with it because of just like how scared and taboo mm-hmm. most humans mm-hmm. are about the, the like. The destruction of the human body, you know, and, right. and there's a weird, right. like, I don't know if that's the best way to place it, but that's kind of the, that's kind of the crux of it. It's like, there is a part of all of this that just makes me think of like, yo, we're all bags of liquid walking around in this planet. Like we're 100%. bags of liquid and yeah. muscle and sinew and, and blah and stuff, intestines and all, yeah. <laughs> we're all full of all this weird gross shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of we and it's kind of bugged out to be like what happens when that thing gets destroyed it yeah, sounds it's right. morbid it's absolutely a morbid a morbid frame of view but it's totally like the thing that like 
I don't go looking. I'm not like a fucking vigilante running out in the street trying to murder people. But it is also <laughs> one of those things of like that wonder about yeah. like what happens when you go. And especially if you go in a terrible way is right. absolutely there. Like I can't I'm not going to lie and say that's not the truth. It's the truth. No, so there no, isn't no. anything I, I wouldn't watch. No, I completely understand that to the fullest. And and you're the first person I've asked that question to, and you said that you would just tackle it all. Yeah. Because, um, like, it, one for me that, that I still watch, but sometimes I even have to fast forward, um, are, like, rape scenes. Like, yeah. those are a little rough for me personally, and it's just something that I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm good. Like I get it. She 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 gets raped and or he gets raped or whatever. Like in American History X, that was a hard scene for me to watch. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I yeah, stuff like that just doesn't because it's ne- like even for the plot devices that they try to engage with or try to employ in the story revenge and stuff like yeah they never like for those things like they just don't do anything for me just in a in a baseline level of just like no one wants to see that because there's a power play there that is that is not complete and it's 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 the balance is off in a very disgusting way right but also like the way that those scenes get thrown into movies never always they, they never seem justified in any form or fashion at all. So like yeah. you talked about even if it's uh, a revenge film, like it still feels like it was just like, man, like you could whoop their ass, but at the same time it's just like fuck at what cost? Like dude <laughs> revenge fil- like I like dude revenge films do nothing for me. Women revenge films oh, yeah, are amazing. Oh, they're fantastic. Women, women fantastic. revenge movies are the best things on the fucking planet. Like when women, 100%. Free, I want women to be all the things they possibly can be and have all the gamut of emotions and, and violence and all that stuff with 100%. them being in control yep. is such a dope, dope thing. I love I those love movies. the concepts. I like, love like it, There was that French movie fantastic. with the women who were like, uh, I forget. They were like martyrs. No, it was a different one. It was like a little bit older. It was like early nineties one. Uh, and it was all, it was like, it was a French movie that they made into an American movie that had the same premise. So they were like women who were took, they took them out into the woods to, 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 to more than likely rape them. Right. They got away, got weapons and fucked everybody up. And I can't remember the name of it, but I. Oh, but it was fantastic. Uh, shit, was it I Spit on Your Grave? Yes, I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, one hundred percent stuff like that. Like, I love movies like that because we mm-hmm. see the way the society treats women, and we see how they always kind of make women powerless in all these movies, and to see that flipped in those ways, especially. Right. And it's interesting because I know that there's a lot of conversation around. I'm sorry, I'm like rambling now. No, um, dude, no, no, no. I'm this going is what a it's for. Miles a second, because I got. <laughs> But the 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 thing I love about horror is that you hardly ever see women in control. Like, yes, there are huge swaths of horror that are all right. very tropey. Final girls, yeah, they're all very tropey and and disempower women and disempower girls all the time. Mm-hmm. But there are also really dope parts of horror, especially that give women the ultimate power and make them super powerful in those places and yeah. those are the things that i love oh, about horror because it gives yeah, like women hostile this- too right oh my gosh right? like the, and i tell people like what made me sort of in a way become a feminist are horror movies yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. like it the, it the way it works 
so well with a woman taking seeking revenge and all this other stuff. It works perfectly in Mm -hmm. those tropes for sure. Um, And one of the most important pieces behind it is the fact that, uh, gosh, it's the newer movie from Jennifer Kent. Um, She's the one who made the Babadook, Mm. uh, the Nightingale. Like this is a movie I haven't seen yet. Me neither. it, I want to say it's circling right now in Australia, but the Nightingale I'm hearing is just like people are moving, leaving out of the theaters and all this whole other stuff, and it's crazy indie. Um, but I remember the Babadook took almost two years to get here, so mm-hmm. um, so I'm just waiting patiently on 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 the Nightingale. Like, oh shit, can't wait. <laughs> I gotta write that down but, now because that's gonna be dope. But, oh, bro, it's gonna be so good. But in in the dopest part about it is that uh, it's based in Australia, obviously. But it's based in Australia during like the 19th or 18th century, one of the two. Hmm. Um, and it's a like she's with this Aboriginal dude who is with her the whole time, and they they like they're like opposites attract kind of style, huh. where like she gets raped and her husband gets killed in front of her, hmm. and his people are constantly killed by these people, hmm. and she's white and he's Aboriginal, which is Australian black. Hmm. And just the fact that, like, they're vibing off of each other and trying to help each other seek revenge together is such an interesting concept to me. And I've never seen this be done before. And I can't wait to get my hands on this because it's just I know this is going to be a really important, powerful movie for the horror community. Oh, that's going to be dope. Like, yeah, it's called The Nightingale. And I, gosh, like, I can't wait to see that. Um, But I love stuff like that. Like, I love love when horror movies take, like, uh, uh, an interesting take of something that we're not used to. Like, for for example, like, one of my favorite types of horror films are inanimate objects killing you. I love that shit. Like I, I love that shit. Like I like I love I love Christine. I love rubber. I love maximum overdrive. I love all that type of stuff. Oh, it's so oh my stupid, God. but it's so good. And like I'm just like, man, if you can make a car scary, come on. Like you can Yo. do anything. Christine. Like, uh, Christine. So good. Oh so my good. god, Christine is such a classic movie. Right? Anytime the fucking radio would go on, people would lose their shit. You knew what was happening. And you next. knew somebody was about to get it. And I was like, yo, somebody's yeah. about to get it right there. Oh, oh my gosh. So like that that oh. is definitely one of my peaks right there. But there's a movie coming out in uh I wanna say semi soon, maybe twenty twenty. Um but um, by the way, we're recording this episode early, everybody. So th- 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 bear with me. If anything comes out when we've already talked about this, <laughs> like just know we recorded this about a month prior to release. But anyway, uh, uh, it's called In Fabrics. And <laughs> this <laughs> is about a killer dress. What? And I cannot wait to watch this movie. Wait, what? In fabrics. Oh my god! It, it it looks so intense, and it's a it's a British movie. <laughs> um, and I I'm so excited for this movie. And it, it, it I want to say a twenty four did this. Yo, it's an a twenty four joint. It's an a twenty four. Oh, joint. see, we got oh we got to talk about a twenty four joints. Oh, oh this yeah, so one hundred percent. But here's the 100%. thing. I just, look, Which, I just looked at these, the screen. This the uh, oh you're looking up the poster. I look it up. <laughs> Oh wow! Like such a good, such a. I mean, that's a interesting thing too, concept, right? right? Like interesting concept, but also like 
the the thing that doesn't really happen in a lot of other movies either is mm-hmm. box art. Like I guess what's the what's the best way to put it, right? It's like like, bo- like key art. The key art, right? Mm-hmm. And and horror movies in such a fantastic way. Oh, perfect. Are <laughs> like key art is such a huge, huge part of what makes horror so dope. Right. It's like going into the aisles back when we have blockbusters Yo, and Hollywood videos and all yes. that type of stuff. You're like, like oh, you, okay, this joint has a skull with two uh, snakes coming out the eyeballs. And then this I joint. Watch it. I gotta watch like, this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, man, like that, that was, that was my kind of introduction into horror films was the fact that, um, I would just walk down the aisle and I would just choose with my big brother. Like, I would just be like, like, let's choose the craziest looking case we can find yep. or the most interesting looking case. Like there was the one, um, I'm blanking out on the name, but she had her hair braided into a noose mm. and she had the knife behind her back. And she was like, uh, like, like she was at a picnic or something. Yeah. Um, and I want to say it was April Fool's Day, and it was just a campy slasher f- f- uh, film. But it was just, it was just such an interesting key art where I was just like, "Gotta watch this." Yep. Like I gotta watch this. Yep. Like, and I'm so happy that horror movies still keep that up with just the interesting posters mm-hmm. and like things that just make you be like, "That's interesting." I it's, wonder what this is. It's actually the reason about. why I need like the quote unquote man cave. I need, I need my oh, room. I, I feel you. Because I, I would that. just fill that with such terrible, ridiculous, oh awful shit on my walls. One hundred percent. Oh my god, it'll be so good. People <laughs> be like, "Yo, Kai has a problem." What is wrong? It's like, with this Kai, dude? we need, we need you. We gotta put you in the, in, in some type of reformatory. <laughs> like, we need. <laughs> and that's the beauty behind our horror community that makes it so so interesting and niche and. Like, especially for me personally, where I've always felt like I was alone in in horror movies, Mm -hmm. like always, even to this day, I still feel kind of alone, even though I'm meeting more more people because of it. Like, it's just crazy to feel where I'm just like, I do feel slightly alone by this um, and a little left out because like, I'll be like, I'll defend a horror movie immediately in like an Oscar nom or something like that. Like, and even if it's a bad horror movie, yeah. if it gets, uh, if it gets nominated, I'm defending it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like hereditary for me was the biggest snub of 2018 ever. Yep. Like that was the biggest snub where I was just like, Nope, that 100% should have won any award it was up against. Yeah. And it wasn't even nominated. And I'm yeah. like, okay, we'll see if Midsummer is, I, but you know, well, Midsummer is not going to get any love. I, Hell you know no, Midsummer. Midsummer, Midsummer will win. If Midsummer wins anything, it will be for cinematography, but it will not win any. It, yeah, because you're right. Like or set or or, or like set. Yeah, like set like or costume set design, design or something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah, uh, which is what usually horror movies get thrown at instead True. of like best movie kind of stuff. But True. like. Man, Midsummer, man, Midsummer, man. Let, let's talk about eight twenty four a little bit. Like, okay. like eight twenty four. Are they? They're doing some crazy shit right now. Yo, I think there's like, like <laughs> yo, really pushing the gap. Yo, they don't give fucks at all. Like zero. If there are two companies right now that I would, I would that I would say, as soon as you drop a thing, it, I don't care what what it is. I will go watch it. It's Bloomhouse and an A twenty four. Like Bloomhouse, you just whatever you got, give it to me. I will take it. Midsummer has now like surpassed them. 
in my mind mm-hmm. because they have like their portfolio is just so deep and they keep it's killing insane. it. Insane. They keep like, killing it's insane it. Insane how like how they pick their movies. Like I don't know if you've ever seen the movie from A twenty four called Climax. This one hmm. really went under the radar for a lot of people, uh, and it had a very limited re- uh, theatrical release. Hmm. But Climax is another movie that is A twenty four and fantastic. Um, if you have like Amazon Prime, I would say check that out on Amazon Video because yes. it's on there. Um, but climax is initially like about these group of people who are like they're dancers, huh? And it, it's oh man, it's such an interesting movie, and it's just Ooh. it's. Pound I, just, for I, just pound. Looked, I just looked up the key art. I'm like, oh okay, You're right? right? Yeah, You're like right. so. It's just it's 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 so interesting and super fascinating. And that actress from, um, gosh, uh, Kingsman, the first one, she was like the bodyguard for Samuel Jackson. Yeah. She's in this, and okay. I love her. Like she, her work is really good, really interesting. I find her extremely creepy looking because yep. she looks so unique. Yep. And I'm just like, this is this is a fantastic. Like I like I love both A24, and I'm I'm waiting for Annapurna to release a horror movie. I'm just waiting for him to do it. Yo, that's the, that's that's <laughs> the that, both in the video, but both in the movie side and the video game side, video their oh portfolios are it's fucking amazing. Like, how bad would you want to see What Remains of Edith Finch as a movie, dude? Because that would play great as a genre film, dude. That joke would be so dope. <laughs> Right, it would be so like, fire. Play so great as a genre film, and it's it's just one of those types of things where they know how to really perceive their the the developers and their directors that they choose. Like, um, it, I just I'm very intrigued as like because Blue Mouse, we already know Blue Mouse is going to choose a, a a bunch of things. Maybe it, it, whether it be super political base mm-hmm. or whether it be super campy. Uh, Jason Blum knows how to also pick his movies, mm-hmm. which is great because uh, it works great for the whole Bloomhouse umbrella and Universal Pictures umbrella. Mm-hmm. But with Bloomhouse, I mean, one of the ways like how the purge happened, mm-hmm. it, it was a it was a dire- it was a writer who uh, was talking to Jason Blum and he was he was asking Jason, he was like, I just don't know what type of movie I want to make. Mm-hmm. And um he asked him, he was just like, well, what upsets you? <laughs> and he was like, well, I really hate like our political system right now. And he's like, cool, write a movie about that. That's how The Purge was, was born. Huh. And it was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is, this is great. Like, you taking the, the, the things that you hate and you turn it into a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. And that's what every horror movie pretty much is. Like, Wes Craven hated having nightmares. Mm-hmm. But all of his movies are from his nightmares. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it's just, oh, my gosh. It's genius. Yeah. Just the way it, it works and the way it moves. It, I just, oh, man, I love it. Yeah. I they love, they, love, they have, it. like, a ridiculous portfolio. Like, I'm... Uh, is Midsummer out yet? Did Midsummer come out in like Blu-ray or something like that yet? Because yeah, would... Midsummer Midsummer's out. The director's cut is fantastic. I need that. It's a, an extra right thirty now. to forty-five minutes of uh, footage, and it's man copying it now. Because <laughs> that's the thing is like yeah. I I remember leaving the theater, and uh, like 
I, I am a very like I'm a critic in very, very staunch ways. Like it takes a lot right. to excite me because of not just in horror, but in most things, period. I'm, I'm sure. very hard to win over. Right. And when I'm hyped for a thing and it hits, <laughs> I, I'm like above the clouds when it comes to oh stuff like that. Gosh. And I left Midsummer, and everybody left Midsummer really quiet in the theater right. that I was in. And I was doing the black clap hand shit. I was like, yo, this shit is the fucking joint. Yo, how is everybody right now? Super quiet right now because this shit is fire. And y'all are not understanding how fire this just was. And y'all are wilding out by being so quiet right now. I don't understand you humans. What's wrong with you? Oh, man. And I need to go. I was the exact same way, bro. I was the exact same way with with Midsummer. I've seen it twice in theaters and I've seen it twice out of theaters. And it's just a movie that I. I have such a huge um, respect for, and especially with Ari Aster. Like, I, I mm. feel like this man is an absolute genius. And I don't know if you're subscribed to like Fango or Fangoria. Uh, so, uh, uh, Fangoria, I want to say issue July. Mm-hmm. I want to say that was it. Um, in the Fango issue, we had Jordan Pill and Ari Aster interviewing each other. Oh, my God. And. The conversation those two had oh my God. about Midsummer, Us, Get Out, uh, Hereditary was absolutely perfect. Oh. And it, it was just the, the most endearing conversation from these two, in my eyes, future horror icons. Because mm. um, I, I would say I want to see a few more movies from these, from these two in order for me to put them in the ranks of George A. Romero and uh, Wes Craven and John Carpenter um, and shit, Toby Hooper, David mm. Lynch. Um, but I do see Ari Aster going more towards the route of David Lynch and uh, Guillermo del Toro and mm-hmm. stuff like that with like things like Kronos, Crimson Peak, Mulholland Drive, uh, Twin Peaks, so on and so forth. Um, because there's something so uh, romantic about how Midsummer captivates the audience from start to finish. Yeah, uh, and I know a lot of people who didn't like that movie. Yeah, and I I understand. I can understand why. why. Yeah, I can I definitely understand why. I mean, but, people people get mad at me because I wasn't a fan. I would I wasn't a huge fan of Us. I wasn't either. I thought Us was okay. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought it was alright, right, but it, but it's one movie. of those things of in like if you like. And it's weird because horror in the horror genre, you have to have both. Um, you have to have like to enjoy it. I feel like you have to have a level of curiosity. Mm-hmm. You also have to have a huge level of um, dispensation of disbelief. Dispensation of disbelief. One hundred percent. Which is hard if you're like a super analytical person. Suspension, like being analytical and having suspension of disbelief, fight all the time. It is like one hundred percent a WWE yep. wrestling match all the time in your brain. You're just like, all right, yep. I know that shit didn't make any sense, but I gotta say fuck it and keep going. Yeah. And us was a lot of that. One hundred percent. Us and was a symbolic movie. Us was a symbolic movie, and if and it didn't hit the way I hoped it did. But Midsummer, because like I, so like I was talking to somebody who also uh, is really into loves movies, and I hadn't seen Hereditary or Midsummer yet. So he was Mm -hmm. like, I was like, so which one do I watch first? And he was like, don't watch Hereditary first. He was like, watch Midsummer first, and then watch Hereditary because he said he felt like that movie was better than Hereditary. I didn't listen to him. I listened to I watched Hereditary and then I watched Midsummer. Okay, good because I, I was just like I don't know, man. Hereditary is like oh, and I, strong, and movie. I loved <laughs> and, and and I liked Hereditary a lot, but I loved Midsummer. Yeah, 
Because it does this thing that most horror movies don't do, and they shot it all in the daytime. And having scary shit happen to you in the daytime is infinitely worse than having crazy shit happen to you at the night, in in the nighttime. 100%. And it's the reason why why I I love it so much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying it's the reason why I love Midsummer so much is because they they Mm -hmm. did everything and they don't hide it. 100%. Fucking awesome, which is so dope. It's great. Now, You've only seen Midsummer once, right? I've only seen it once. Yes. Okay. When you watch it again, yes. Look in the background. Yes. Because the trees, yes, have faces. What? Oh wait. Okay. Okay. Wait. So this is like. <laughs> okay. Wait. So, because I know the whole like LSD trip stuff with the, the yep. swirly stuff. I get that part. But yeah, they have like faces moving. for real. For real. They have actual faces. They make faces. Because I remember watching it the second time in the movie theater. Um. And I, I took a couple of my friends because the first time I watched it, I watched it with my sister-in-law and she was completely scarred. She like had to go home and hug her mom. And I was like, OK, that's the last time I'll take you to a horror movie. I got it. <laughs> um, and then the, the second time I watched it, I watched it with my buddies at, at midnight. Mm. Um, and it was it was me, my, my, my buddy Ryan, who was on the Good Night podcast with me mm. and uh, my my buddy Ron and his girlfriend. Mm. And it was the way, the way that all of that worked was fascinating watching because they, that was their first time watching it. Mm. And for me, I was like, I I kept looking in the background. I was looking, I was looking for other clues at this point in time. Mm. And that's when I started noticing that the, the trees make fucking faces. Oh my God. I love it. I was like, I was like, wait a second. I was like, I like tripped down. I looked. I was like, "Hold on!" Like that looks like the. Oh shit! That's the face of the sister that died in the early. That's crazy. Oh, like, it's, now I got it. Oh it's man, bonkers! Like oh, it, it, it happens a lot. Like they show faces a lot, like throughout it, and the way like, like you you they're fast. Like the way you catch a glimpse, and you're just like, "Whoa, that was that was trippy." I had to look it up just to make sure I wasn't tripping. <laughs> that's dope. And no, it's real. It's that's, real. They but show, that's the they stuff show I love, faces. right? It's like I love that stuff. Another part of again, another part of horror that I feel is so special that mm. a lot of other genres don't do is like the gift of scare. Yes, which is oh. which is so amazing. So like you just shared that one thing with me. That was the gift of scare, right? Right. 100%. Like I didn't know that that was a part of what was in the movie, and now I get to go <laughs> back for it because I wanted to see it anyway. But now it gives me another thing to look for. Yeah. That I'm just gonna be like, oh shit, that was dope. Like that was cool. Like right? the gift of scare is a thing that oh, doesn't really happen in action movies. Doesn't happen mm-hmm. really in comedies. Doesn't happen in any of that. Doesn't really happen in drama. Like, but the gift of scare in horror. It's like it get, it's like it's like let me wrap this thing up really pretty for you. <laughs> and I'm gonna give it to you and then tell me when it fucked you up later on. Yes. It's so oh, good. Man. It's so it's good. So it's so good. Good. This genre is a genre that um definitely deserves a lot more respect. Yeah. Um, but on top of it all, it's it's the only genre I know that is actually taking a concept and mind-bending it mm. to the point where it either scares you or you get a message out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I absolutely love that, that feeling. Like, um, like I, 
I'm not too sure if you've seen like the ones that are like borderline snuff films and stuff like that, like Cannibal Holocaust and uh, a Siberian film. Have you seen those? I've not, but now I will. <laughs> okay, so Cannibal Holocaust <laughs> is from the 70s. You'll thoroughly enjoy that. Mm. Uh, uh, that one's been banned a few times. Um, I, I think you could find it fairly easy now. Yeah. Um, but uh, a Serbian film, uh, if you can find it, I would say find it. Mm. Um, but the one that I feel like will really sit with you, since you're from New York, mm. the Poughkeepsie tapes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wait, that sounds, that sounds familiar. It's a found footage movie of a serial killer who was taping all of his killings. That sounds super familiar. It's fascinating. That sounds super familiar. I I swear I might I might have seen the Poughkeepsie tapes. I, that sounds you, super familiar. Yeah. Okay. Like that's that's the one that I recommend as a found footage movie for most people where they're just like, I want to see something super messed up um and I don't know what to go towards i always recommend the poughkeepsie tapes um they're not like the killings aren't like crazy visceral yeah but at the same time it's like this movie doesn't have a title card and it doesn't have credits word it just starts and it just ends word (laughs) oh okay no music nothing that's the the poughkeepsie tapes are nuts okay that that was the movie where i was just like okay this this one is pretty bonkers because i know stuff like like creep and yeah, the VHS yeah, yeah, yeah. tapes and all that stuff are kind of right. in, that, in that vein. But okay, I, it's, but this all, it's is on like Amazon. Straight, oh, there you go. This oh, is man. like straight, like borderline snuff. Like people didn't know if this stuff was real or not. Oh, so you're gonna cost like, me so much money. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be so broke after this show. Oh, I love it though. It's on Blu-ray oh, too. Man. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'm done. Bruh. Bruh. Um, so one last question before <laughs> we conclude. Um, cop, I gotta ask, man. Yeah. Why horror? Oh my god. Horror is such a fantastic, amazing genre. It is it it delves into so many parts of the human experience that I feel like we don't get a chance to tap into. Right. It is it is a, a window to your soul and and I know that sounds really cheap and, and cheesy but it is this like really interesting window into each other's souls about not only the depravity of the human experience and the depths of which you can go and think about but also perseverance in a way that people don't think about either like if you think right. about characters who have gone through some shit like midsummer if we just you know, dig back into that like homegirl went through some shit <laughs> and I don't know if she came out better, but she came out the other side yeah, as a whole had, other person. Like she I feel was like a whole different person, whole totally different person after that after that whole experience. And I feel like what horror does well is it it pushes you to this, to your really interesting boundaries. Mm-hmm. It asks you questions about yourself that you usually don't even ask because society is fairly safe, right? Like you have right. guardrails all around you all the time. And horror takes those guardrails and beats you up and then kills you with them. So it's like <laughs> horror, horror again. Like horror, horror has been with me probably as long as gaming has. I've been gaming wow. since I was three. I probably had horror since I was like eight. Yeah. And there are parts of horror that stick with me as touchstones, as tent poles, as um, connections to family. Like without my uncle being a bastard and giving me horror and scaring me all the time. 
uh, I wouldn't have my love for it. Like it's a connection right. to my family in a really specific way. Absolutely. And it is again, like I think there's, there's very few genres of film or art that one lets you uh, pass it along to someone else to share an experience or to have that group zeitgeist at a moment um, or to have those people really uh, uh, try to tell you a message in the most weird and unreasonable way that you could possibly get. So that's the reason why I love horror. Horror is, has, is all those things in one. And I just continued to, to be excited and scared and, and, and have that wonderment about where we can go, what we can see, what's, what's agreeable and what's, uh, what's unagreeable or that's not the word. What's right. disagreeable. What's disagreeable. Uh, and, and how we can kind of, continue to push those boundaries in in ways that are not harmful uh in real ways but but definitely make you feel like you're you're about to lose your mind uh in, in others so that's why horror that is exactly oh why man that i couldn't say it better myself man like i uh, the way this genre has molded me as a person was beyond light years beyond of what i've imagined mm. and like i mean I, I i turned it into a podcast right like i mean it, the the fact that this this genre helped me find my footing to uh reach out and want to talk about breaking down horror movies and why this is a good horror movie or why this is a not even necessarily a bad horror movie because i personally think there are no bad horror movies mm. like every horror movie um, there's bad movies and yes. for horror movies, but there's no bad horror movie because every horror movie to me is opening up something for someone. Mm. And granted, there are a bunch of horror movies that I don't like, yes. <laughs> but that does not make it a bad horror movie. Yeah. Um, now, like the way the way I see horror grow, and, or or the way that I like. I know I appreciate horror is when I see like people make horror documentaries. Mm, mm-hmm. Those are so fascinating to me because there, there's not many. Yeah. Like you, you see some that are just like, and I'm, I'm going to throw some for you uh, uh, as well that some that I feel like you would love to watch, but there's, there's some that are, are like the director's point of view of a movie or something like that, where mm-hmm. it's fine. Like, like, sure, like, it's cool hearing them talk about how they made this movie, but at the same time, you get other other types of um, those type of horror documentaries, like uh, uh, Horror Noir. Mm. I, I'm not too sure if you heard of that, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it, that that is fantastic. I mean, um, oh gosh, I always blank out on her name. I want to say it's Tanar? Tananar? Um, that I sounds bl- super familiar. I always blank out on it, but she she's fantastic. She she uh, is the person who wrote the uh, beginning section of the release screenplay of Get Out, mm. uh, which which actually just dropped. Um, so like, I, and there, it's super cheap too. It's twenty bucks. Like I was, if if you, I would say get that immediately. But um, she she wrote the, like the the beginning manifesto of that of that first portion of that screenplay uh which is fantastic but she's she's wonderful and she she hearing her talk about uh black horror in such a sophisticated way is fascinating mm-hmm. um but then you also get things like history of horror which is also really good like you that that was uh eli roth's thing i mean hearing him talk with jordan pill about uh get out and uh hearing him talk to stephen king 
Like it's it's so cool. Or, or hearing him talk to George Nicotero and uh, Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. like, it's such a fascinating like experience. Um, uh, or Lavar, like Lavar, he's he's great. I mean, he he's a black um, author who uh, writes horror stories, but he got most of his ideology from Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. And this dude is fascinating, man. But uh, History of Horror is just one of those other ones that's personally one of my favorites, too. Uh, but there's one where I actually got this question from, Why Horror? Uh, that is a, that is the title of a movie, which is a documentary by uh, a guy named Tal Zimmerman. Mm. And Tal is a fascinating person. Um, and I hope to get him on this podcast one day, uh, because that's the ultimate question I want to ask him, mm. uh, even, even though this was his question that he came up with. Um, but that's initially one of those ones that I would say definitely check out, uh, cause he goes very deep as to why his mom was afraid of Dario Argento films and stuff like that, or Giallo films in general, like just like the, just the type of those movies, um, are absolutely fascinating. Speaking of Giallo, really quick, did you hear James Wan is coming back with another intense horror movie like Saw? Really? Bruh. Please. <laughs> Please. Bruh. Please. Oh, my God. Jigsaw, uh, Jigsaw, again, is like one of my top four. Oh, hands. Like Damn. top four, like horror, so, horror villains, like so, Jigsaw is up there. Because I, like so smar- I like smart horror. Yeah. Where you, ha- so where you, you kill yourself. No, like I was like, Jigsaw never killed anybody. No. It was like Jigsaw he has never have killed a kill anyone. Count. He kills no, no one. They all kill themselves. 100%. And it's amazing. So uh, that's dope to hear that they're going to possibly so dig back good. into so, that bag. I love that he's going back in there. He said his is going to be more of a Giallo style type of horror movie. So mm. more of like a Suspiria or Don't Torture a Duckling. Mm. Um, those, those are more Italian slasher horrors. Um, even though Suspiria is not a slasher, but still. Um, it plays like one, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it, it's just, I, I'm very intrigued to see him jump back into that book of just fascinating, heart pounding horror, mm-hmm. like back to his 20, 2004 or 2003, even like back when he was in college. Like I want him to go back to those roots for sure. I'm very yeah. excited for that. Yeah. 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 But my man i don't want to keep you from, i want you to be able to enjoy the rest of your afternoon my friend so where can people find you my guy first of all before before we before we depart and i do all yes, that business yes this is fantastic i am so hyped for, <laughs> for, for you to continue to do this i appreciate it i i this has been the best spending of a saturday afternoon in a very long time <laughs> And I wish you nothing but the most luck and keep pushing this forward because this is fantastic. I've had a lot of fun today. Um, Thanks, man. Massive love to you. Uh, definitely support the Patreon. Make sure you're hooking them up because this needs to keep continue to grow. Um, you can find me at Kajakins uh, is my personal Twitter. Uh, the show Twitter for what I do at the Spawn on Me podcast is at Spawn on Me. Uh, we record uh, and drop a show every Tuesday uh, during the week on most podcast platforms. Uh, you can check us record our shows live at twitch.tv slash spawn on me, usually around 7 p.m. PST uh, uh, on Thursdays. Uh, and also you can see and listen to if you are a Patreon subscriber to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash spawn on me. 
you can hear me muse about uh, things that's happening in the world, video game stuff, and other things that we missed <laughs> during our usual show at Some More Thoughts, which just dropped our first episode uh, this past week. Uh, so we were doing Flames. a secondary show uh, that's just me talking about other random stuff around the world. So uh, make sure you're checking out all those things. And again, like this has been so dope. I'm like my body feels warm <laughs> because of all the good vibes I'm having right now. Like dope. all the good conversation about all the things I love. So um, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. You are more than welcome to come back anytime. And anytime you're out in the city, man, you know you got fam out here. So, like, by all means, don't be shy. Like, we got to grab some lunch or something. Yes. I appreciate you taking this time out of your schedule to chat with me and to be a part of this show and this uh, huge experience right now. Uh, much, much appreciated. And this is actually, believe it or not, like, I, I know our chemistry seems so well, everybody. But <laughs> believe it or not, this is... This is Kai and I's first conversation ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like first official real deal conversation. Like, we've chatted here and there on Twitter. But, like, I mean, you, you've been such a positive force on Twitter for me and things like that. And I've, I've, I've been following you for about three, four years now. And this was honestly a dream come true interview for me personally. Uh. So... Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule and for uh, just being such a positive force on Twitter and just just keep rocking spawn on me, man. I Thank love you, it, man. brother. I really appreciate that, man. I mean, it means a lot uh, to know that some of that work is definitely resonating with folks and, and, and putting good vibes oh, out in the world is just the other 100%. part of, of trying to not think about all the horror shit that I have in my brain. That's <laughs> true. It's so true, man. Totally. It's just like, man, totally, totally, <laughs> we totally. got to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, everybody, uh, once again, you can go ahead and find me over at Goodnight Life. That is going to be our homepage. I pers- my personal uh, Twitter handle is at The Head Night, uh, and that's night with a K. Um, but uh, once again, we will be continuing our. Our, our regular schedule platform as usual. Um, and we we are going to be having a lot of movies going on. So we will be opening up our Black History Month of Horror. And it's, it's going to be fantastic. We got some fantastic films in there that we will be sharing via Twitter. So by all means, follow us on at Goodnight Life. And that's Night with a K. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince also known as Head Knight, and I have my boy Ka <laughs> joining me for the first time as a guest. Mad appreciate it. And our efforts to get this show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with a K. By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.